Hello, Camp Wire listeners. Welcome back to ACA's podcast about all things camp. When this episode is released, many of you will be flooding into the convention center in Orlando for three keynotes, over 150 educational sessions, a huge exhibit hall, and much more at our 2018 National Conference. The guest of this episode is Nyambi Jaha Eccles. Nyambi is a cultural agility strategist, inspirational speaker, author, and professional educator. She is the founder and president of the Butterfly Movement, where she utilizes the symbolism of the caterpillar butterfly metamorphosis to foster emotional and spiritual transformation in women and girls. She served for six years on the ACA Board of Directors and is currently volunteering on a number of committees. Nyambi was a keynote speaker at last year's conference and was instrumental in developing an educational track about inclusion called Camp Includes Me. This year, she is again hosting the educational track and has put together a variety of speakers on the topic. Tom Rosenberg, ACA's president and CEO, chatted with Nyambi recently about inclusion at camp. Here's their talk. Hi, everybody. This is Tom Rosenberg, uh, CEO of the American Camp Association, and we're here on CampWire Episode 7. And we're here this morning with uh, Naomi Jaha Eccles, former national board member, camp consultant, former camp director, um, expert on cross-cultural agility. So, Naomi, how are you today? I am doing fantastic. I'm in uh, warm, it's not sunny, but it's um, warm Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Well, we're sure looking forward to being down in Orlando, Florida for the national conference next Absolutely. week. Absolutely. Yeah. In a couple of days, three in days. In a couple of days, exactly. <laughs> so, so Niambi, can you tell me a little bit about the butterfly movement and your background? Absolutely. Um, the butterfly movement started as a kind of a continuation of Camp Butterfly, which I started, uh, it was actually a residential camp for girls um, back in the early 2000s. And... Uh, we did that in Chicago. We actually um, rented a space, a, a camp. We leased a camp in Waterville, Michigan, and also used um, Kevin Gordon's camp, uh, Camp Kupagani, uh, to do sessions. And our girl, it was more personal development than than um, actually the traditional um, camp activities. Uh, more about helping girls to um, one connect and remember their connection with, with, uh, with nature, but also using the butterfly as analogy uh, for transformation and change. And now it has morphed into the butterfly movement and we have programs in, um, in Northern California where um, it's, uh, we're working out of schools for our year long program and then we are continuing to do summer activities with the girls as well. That's amazing. Very, very inspiring, uh, your work uh, with the butterfly movement. So one of the things that we, you know, we've worked together on the national board, uh, and I, uh, you, you really inspire me in the way that you teach uh, camp directors and young people about becoming more cross-culturally agile. What does that mean? Well, I think that there's a lot of mis- misnomers that, that we're under um, in this society. One being 
Um, we kind of lump racism and race and all of those isms together. And racism is definitely the structure. And um, race is kind of a made up thing because we really, there really aren't any different races. We are, we are uh, of the human race. And so the whole black white um, was created. And so I feel like if it was created, it could be discreated. And so part of um, what, what I think that um, inclusion and diversity work kind of takes, into, takes um, racism as if it were real. And so what we really are is different cultures. And so helping us to be more agile and nimble in our thinking and really shifting the lens a bit so that we can see each other and communicate and um, live through a different uh, paradigm than the one that we're in. So uh, helping us to be agile and nimble and not so fixed in um, the current paradigm. So that's what cross-cultural agility is really about. That's, that's amazing. Uh, it is such a wonderful way uh, to talk about camp as a, mm -hmm. as a community where kids and young adults and older adults can, can learn about uh, community and cross-cultural understanding. Yes. And, you know, I was just literally yesterday, I was up in, um, in Maine Mm. Uh, working with the uh, main summer camps. They invited mm -hmm. me up to be nice. their winter workshop presenter. Wonderful. And it was literally around this subject. And the night before I had gone to dinner with, um, a, um, it was about six of us from their educational um, committee. Yeah. And um, we were talking about camp. We were, you know, as camp people do, just talking about um the conundrum that we're in and how do we make our camps more inclusive and diverse. Mm -hmm. And so um, Meg Kaysen, who is the owner, uh, her and her husband, uh, Peter at Hidden Valley camp in Maine. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, pulled out her phone and we said, well, let's just look up the definition of camp. And mm -hmm. so when we looked up camp and its origin, um, it's really interesting because the word camp has devolved, um, Yes. Over time, you know, it, it camp being a concentration camp. And so a lot of uh, people who are immigrants or have come from other, the word camp is not something that evokes really a good feeling at all. Right. Um, for some fear, for some just, you know, um, so camp has, has devolved in that way as a word. And then also um, part of the early um, word, it was used as a derogatory term for uh, for people who were homosexuals. I didn't really, I, I didn't know that that mm. was um, another definition. Mm -hmm. But the original um, Latin, when, we, when you go back to the original Latin term, what it was, um, the, the meaning of camp was level ground. So getting on level ground. And, wow. and so um, for us, it was just like an aha moment. And I told them that I, I would share this because uh, Meg Kaysen was actually the one that, um, that brought this revelation to us um, because really, if you really understand it in that way, that camp, the, the whole meaning of camp is to get us on level ground. And that hmm. includes all of this inclusion and social justice work and all of these things, this equity work that we're doing to get us back on level ground, to get us at a space where we are connected 
um, in a way that only nature can 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 bring us together. That's that's exceptional. And if Meg, if you're listening, thanks so much for bringing that to us. Uh, you know, earlier you said uh, uh, that cross-cultural agility was uh, learning to see each other for who we are, to really yeah. understand each other for who we are. So that's that idea of getting on level ground with each other. That's the definition of camp. Wow, I um, lately have been reading a book um, called Unselfie by, um, mm -hmm. uh, Unselfie, it's a, it's a book about empathy and mm -hmm. um, uh, researchers are saying that over the past 30 years that narcissism has increased by 70% and mm -hmm. empathy has decreased similarly, mm -hmm. almost like an inverse relationship. And so I believe that camp and um, cross-cultural agility and, and education around um, learning different cultures that happens at camp really is an essential part of, of correcting that problem. Absolutely. Uh, that's just Absolutely. amazing. So um, you, you, you wrote a, a wonderful essay for Camping Magazine that said, camp is the perfect laboratory for us to experiment and create a multicolored alternate reality where fear and prejudice are just not prevalent. Why do you think camp is that place, Niambi? I think camp has the medicine because um, camp, what we remember about camp when we, um, and, and I've, I know this from working with girls and, and they call me our alumni call. Um, <laughs> what they, what they, they don't call about the activities, what they call with our stories. They call with the stories of how camp has changed them. And so it's not just a narrative, a list, but it's an actual story and an experience. And I think camp is just, the best place to create some incredible stories. When you talk to, um, you know, when you look at all of our camp websites and all of that, we're, you know, of course, the chocolate pictures, but those pictures tell a story. And most of that narrative is about the story, the experience that we have together. And so camp has, a, has the opportunity for us to create a different narrative in this country about how, because you know, getting along with each other, the only way to break down barriers is for us to be in relationship with each other. Yes. You know, you can't, you can't uh, support a community if you don't have a relationship with them. Right. Um, and so that's, and, and part of what we, um, what creates that is our ability to be able to share our cultures and we share our culture through song, through dance, through stories. Stories is a big part of it of me telling you who I am. And, and one thing that, that happens when you, uh, when someone tells a story, um, your brain becomes activated and, it, and, and you kind of meld with that person. And so you begin to see the visuals, you begin to uh, put yourself in that um, situation. So you kind of, there's kind of like a mind meld together that creating this collective yes. consciousness when you're telling stories. And so um, camp is the best place to create a different story than the one that we're living outside of this reality because it creates this, this kind of um, controlled atmosphere where you can um, just create all kinds of, of, of stories around that. And, and it's what's interesting is that, you know, 10 years from now, you know, you can get a group of campers and 10 years from now, interview them and ask them about one incident. And they'll come up with 10 different versions of that same <laughs> incident yeah. that is hilarious and just, 
you know, just bonding in a way that um, you can't come together um, other than through an experience and experiences create stories. And so, and camp is full of stories and experiences. That's wonderful. And, you know, I think that um, through those stories, uh, campers and staff are learning about justice. Absolutely. Apply justice in their reality outside of camp. Um, Absolutely. How to, uh, they practice understanding people and cultures that are different from themselves. As you were saying, they put themselves into that, their mind's eye of what it's like to live like that person, what it's like to feel like that person. And when you understand a person's stories, it helps you really feel what they're feeling, where they've been, and who they want to be. Absolutely. and so, yeah, so camp is that place where we can practice that. So teaching that practice and talking about it through storytelling and sharing, that is the most powerful part of camp. That's amazing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, where, so, you know, you're an experienced camp director. You're an educator. You, um, where, if, I want, as a, if I, as a camp director, want to start to increase inclusion in my camp, to increase opportunities for the sharing, the storytelling, where does our camp director start? Well, one of the, 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 the best ways um, to start, uh, and I'll give you an example first. Um, when I was asked to speak in Maine and they were really struggling with inclusion and diversity, um, I gave them a, a homework assignment first and they were to listen to this wonderful, wonderful NPR um, podcast by um, John Dewin and it's called Seeing White. And because part of the, the, the challenge is that um, because of the, the current definition of camp, and as we look at the history of camp, camp was started not as a multicultural experience. It was, you know, frankly, under the paradigm of, of white, you know, that mm-hmm. the experience was a white culture piece. And yes. so um, for us to be able to expand on that, you have to be able to see the whiteness of it. You have to see mm. where um, it, it's almost like a fish who's been in water and can't see the water because it's, you know, it's, it's part of the culture. So part right. of creating a diverse environment is you have to see yourself. You have to see where you're not on level ground. Mm. You know, what, what, are, what are the barriers? What does my camp look like through the eyes of, of another culture? Mm-hmm. Am I doing things that might be insensitive mm-hmm. um, to, the, to, to the culture that I'm trying to attract? So um, it's not to shame or blame because right. we're all under this collective umbrella, that, 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 this delusional kind of racism that, that has created this inequity. But the way to start is that we have to self-identify. We have to really look at ourselves. And the way that cross-cultural agility, I think, um, is different that the way that I've defined it is, is different than just the traditional inclusion and diversity work, that it's more of a heart-based mm-hmm. uh, approach that you, you have to see the connection between everybody and everything, or this won't work. If you're doing, if you're wanting to reach out to another culture because you, you feel like they need you and it's, you know, you, you want to help them, then it's not going to work, but you, reach out to them because you know that in reaching out to to them you are enriched as well so Mm -hmm. it's a it's a question of who's including who you know are you including me or am i including you 
So it has to be that reciprocity kind of thinking mm. that we are including each other. I am, I'm sharing my story. I'm allowing you to, to, to be a part of my story and you're allowing me to be a part of your story because we're connected to each other. Mm. So to me, that's the first place to start is kind mm. of really doing a self-evaluation of what, what is the, the real premise behind this. Yeah. So, so in other words, that individual awareness, starting with yes. yourself, starting Absolutely. with what's your story? How do you understand your own, who you are, your, your history, where you come from and how that relates to others? Look at your, the way you tell the story of your own camp. How do yes. you share that story and how that might impact others that you're trying to reach out to? Uh, right. Right. Get some ideas it, on, on how to be more inclusive in that, the way you tell that story. Absolutely, because um, the, the other thing that, that sometimes becomes a barrier is traditions that, hmm. um, you know, we, we have, you know, everybody wants change, but we want change without having to change. Hmm. So, uh, <laughs> yes, indeed. We teach that at camp. <laughs> right. So, that, that, so one barrier is traditions, and sometimes traditions become, you know, every camp has to ask itself, are your traditions the destination or are they the vehicle? Mm. So if you're, if they're the vehicle, it becomes more, a little bit more easier to be flexible and to see them as not, um, you know, uh, set in stone that you can change them based on the audience. You can base them on the needs. Some of the things that, um, we do at camp are not necessarily um, applicable right now. It's just because we're used to doing them, you know, mm. and just as we, we right. have to change with the times, we have to be really um, willing to, to, to take a real look at why do we do the things that we do? And are there seeds in that, that we could, um, necess- you know, that we could use without having to, I mean, that doesn't mean you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, right. but let's at least look at the bathwater and see right. if it needs to be changed a little bit. Right. Yeah, that, that kind of intentional cross-cultural Absolutely. agility, that, that nurturing it to evolve. I kind of, uh, as a former camp director, I kind of think that has to start with staff culture, Niambi. Um, tell me a little bit about how you've been successful in, in coaching camp directors and in your own camps uh, building a staff culture that nurtures cross-cultural agility in the campers and others? Well, you're absolutely right. It has to start with the, the directors, the owners, and then it fills down to, um, trickles down to the staff. And then that trickles down. The, the, the staff is your front line for your campers. So if they don't understand who they are and uh, understand why this is important and that um, inclusion and diversity is not just a mandate. You, you, you have to get their buy-in and help them to understand and, and see why this is important because young people have some, uh, lots of creativity and lots of passion um, around this issue because they live in a very different world than what we grew up in. So their barriers are not quite, uh, they're not the same. Absolutely. Um, and, right. and so they're already living in a, um, a multi, many are living in a multicultural social um, framework, you know, on social media, they have friends that are from, right. you know, you can have friends that are on, you know, different parts of the, the world right. that are following you, that are liking your posts, that you can have messaging with. So, so understanding that, that your staff 
they, they're already doing it. Mm. And it's just helping to translate that into, um, into camp, which already has kind of former, uh, formal guidelines. It's, it's how do we bring the, the, um, our, um, our savviness of social media, how do we bring that to camp without bringing the technology, you know? I love it. I love it. So you can really, uh, those young people will create that culture and lead you as camp director very often to a new reality for your camp. Absolutely. Uh, It's learning as a camp director to lead from behind. And mm, that's a really um, interesting concept to to be able to, to, you know, sometimes we fight, um, change because we don't want to lose control mm-hmm. but to, to be able to you know just like i'm learning as as i i have a 14 year old son who will be doing driver's ed god forbid <laughs> next week good luck <laughs> <laughs> i'm learning um to um to lead from behind that that you know when he was little i had to lead in front but now i have to lead from behind and kind of help him to navigate the world from a different perspective. So Absolutely. our roles change Absolutely. And, and by giving them boundaries, you create a psychologically safe place for them to be themselves, uh, to create that culture that, again, within boundaries, to create that culture of camp that is, that is contemporary for today, that's Absolutely. relevant. We're going to take a quick break from their talk from a short message from this episode's sponsor, IENA. Looking for international staff for your camp this summer? International Exchange of North America is a world leader in cultural exchange and a one-stop shop for international camp staffing. IENA's J-1 summer camp program has a large volume of high-quality candidates to choose from. Whether you're looking for support staff or counselors, IENA will find the best staff for your camp no hassle. IENA's competitive pricing and personable service makes it fun and easy to work with them. Go to IENA.org today to sign up and get started. Your summer starts with IENA. I feel like this generation of campers has the opportunity to be the most diverse generation yet. And, you know, the challenges for camp directors to reach for the opportunity to, as you say, lead from behind and create a community of inclusion that will build itself in 21st century terms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we can't be afraid to allow them mm-hmm. the space to create that mm-hmm. um, because they, they're not a blank slate. They have tremendous ideas and they are what creates your subculture in your camp. There's, there's definitely the overall culture. Um, and that's what goes on your website. That's what you sell to your parents. That's what, you know, is that overall culture but then there's the reality in that subculture and that subculture is where the stories are created. Mm, powerful. And, and so that's what your staff, they control the subculture. And so empowering them and supporting them so that they can create um, the subculture that is congruent with your overall culture. That's the goal is, are you, is your subculture congruent with your, your overall website uh, hmm. culture? Right. Right, right. Your brand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah your yeah. brand. Absolutely. Your brand. Your brand. Yeah. Is your brand congruent? You mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, and when I sort of step back um, and think about uh, cultures and brands, you know, next week in Orlando, Florida at Disney's Coronado Springs Hotel, mm-hmm. we're having the national conference. 
And many people know uh, that you, Niambi, have had a really big impact on the national conference lately uh, by engineering, behind the scenes, leading from behind in some ways, and mm -hmm. other times leading from right up there on the dais. The concept of Camp Includes Me, a whole new track. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about this year's Camp Includes Me track? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm so excited that we are able to continue this track um, that was started last year um, to not just be um, deal. I mean, we, we want literally everyone to feel like camp is inclusive. So we talk about gender diversity and um, all of the other isms and things right. that separate us and having a designated room um, where people know that this um, this is a spot where it's safe to to have these sometimes difficult or uncomfortable uh, mm -hmm. conversations, but also to learn and to kind of be vested in it. So I'm grateful that ACA has given us space to be able to um, to have a dedicated space to to look at um, inclusion and um, from various different lenses. And so we've um, kind of engineered speakers that are, um, of course, within the field, but also some that are not in the field, yeah. some, um, content um, subject matter experts that are coming in, like Dr. Sonia Whitaker, um, mm. who's coming in to do um, some work. She's an educator, but um, she has some wonderful um, tools and insight for yeah. those that are working with um, creating a more inclusive. We've got um, David Conley and his wife, Sharon, yeah. who are coming in and will give us some actual hands-on role-playing and how to create. So, so we're looking at diversity through um, and inclusion through various different lenses. Um, we've got Chris Overtree, who's gonna mm -hmm. be doing one on gender diversity and, mm -hmm. and its implication, Aaron Hall, the mm -hmm. science of friendship. I'm really excited that. about that. Yeah, you know, the uh, one, uh, uh, this one, uh, what, we, what we don't know can hurt us, explore yes. bias with uh, Pamela Smith Chambers and J.R. Reynolds, yes. exciting. Yes, yes. Uh, Joy James is doing one on uh, camp as an international bridge connecting people of different backgrounds. Um, Brandon uh, Breary uh -huh, is right. doing uh, Ripples in the Pond, uh, building yes. an intentional community. Mm. So we've got um, Camp Includes Me will include a lot of different voices. And what I love about this is that we'll have a designated room, but also uh, in between sessions, we'll have an opportunity for people to just come in and it'll be a safe space to just kind of rather than us milling in the halls and, right. and, right. and not really having a place where we can continue that dialogue right. um, and, and create relationships. Yeah, I noticed, uh, I noticed that there's also some staff training sessions that are in the staff training track that are definitely mm -hmm. also Camp Includes Me material, such as staff training for cultural proficiency. Uh, Deb Jordan's doing that or um, ethical decision making at camp. Absolutely. Well, here's my, you know, I'll tell you the secret, my, my secret agenda here of creating <laughs> that I'm going to broadcast on the podcast <laughs> is that um, eventually as we're moving forward, that there doesn't have to be a camp includes me track, mm -hmm. that every track 
mm-hmm. will be able to fit under the umbrella of campus. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm working my way out of a job here of, of, you know, I'm holding space with camp includes me, but I'm hoping that as it grows, that we won't need this track because every, every um, session will have the seeds of, of, of inclusion and diversity and we won't have to um, put a spotlight on it because the spotlight will be everywhere. And I, and that's I believe that goal. time, that's a wonderful goal. And I believe that time is coming faster than we both can Absolutely. imagine. I'm uh, for me, I'm, I'm so excited uh, about some of the keynotes as well. Um, the, uh, the, the NASA scientist, Dr. Hakeem Olusoyi. Uh-huh messed up his name. Dr. Hakeem <laughs> is a science educator who is comfortable with quantum electrodynamics, but uh, he has this amazing TED talk that he does, that he actually gave initially when he was speaking and doing some prison education through TED. And um, he gives a talk, a three minute talk on infinity and life. And um, I was so blown away by Dr. Hakeem. Um, he can, all day long talk about physics with you, mm-hmm. but he relates physics to the fact that there are no limits in life Absolutely. and that, you know, your life is the sum of all your choices. And um, I'm just so excited to meet him and to listen to what he has to say because he's basically a camp guy. He, he did yes. get to go to music camp, but his experiences um, say a lot about what we need to be able to offer as camp professionals in camp. Absolutely. He is, he's quite inspiring and you can catch him on, um, on the science shows on, on television. I mean, he is just really an all around, but, and when you look at his background of what he, where, where he started, I mean, he's just truly, truly inspiring. And, um, we are, we are just, I can't wait to hear him as well. And, and he'll be our Friday, um, closing keynote. So um, hopefully everybody will stick around to, to hear this Definitely. amazing and inspiring. Um, his, his, his just work is awesome. Absolutely. I, and, and so, you know, I think of the national conference as camp and, mm-hmm. and camp and this camp certainly includes everyone who's attending. And this year we have, I think over 1400 attendees who are really coming from a great diversity of camp, uh, camp, camp programs and experiences. So I'm kind of excited, uh, Naomi, to, to, to practice my cross-cultural agility skills at the National Conference. Absolutely. 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 It's, it's um, you know, and, and we'll be in Orlando, so the weather will be warm, <laughs> <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs> which always makes for a good time. But I think that um, this, this particular year and with everything that's going on in the country, I think people are so looking forward to come together and looking for ways that even if it's not in just the camp includes me track, but like you said, across the board, we're already, the theme is already bleeding into other, um, other sessions that even if you're not in the camp includes me track, I think that there, there are things, you know, we can't divorce ourselves from what's going on in the world and the challenges that we're faced facing around, um, just our disconnect from each other, um, which is which is really powerful. I mean, just yesterday on Valentine's Day, and I wake up and or in the afternoon, and you hear this uh, of this mass shooting in yes. um, in Orlando, and our children are just in in need of connection in 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 different ways. So I think yes. 
we're we're coming together at a time where where we can't help but talk about ways and and kind of um, uh, show different ways, you know, to actually live in a different different paradigm. And I think the conference it's it's like a big camp. Um, a week of camp for, for those that attend because we get to actually create new relationships and um, try on different things, learn new, new, um, new things about different cultures. I'm, I'm so excited about the internationals coming. Yes. yes. They give us an opportunity to really, um, if you want to have a diver- diversity of camp, well, you got to start by building relationships right. and, and, um, the conference allows us that opportunity yeah. to uh, to be in relationship with other people. Yeah, I think I think we might have eight over eighty international participants from eight or nine countries. That's awesome. Pretty exciting. <laughs> but you know, going back to the sort of stepping back a little bit, um, Niambi, you you are an inspiring champion for. Uh, cultural understanding, cross-cultural agility, creating these communities uh, where young people learn to listen to each other. I think uh, I read an article in the paper today following up on the tragedy yesterday in Orlando. Uh, and, it, you know, if only the, the young people had someone who would listen to them. Yeah. This is a place where we, they learn to listen to each other. We listen, they learn to listen to them. And we develop empathy for each other through those stories you were talking about. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when I know who you are, when I, my, my sharing a story um, gives you a window into who I am. And that's the, the seed of empathy is, is my pain in your heart. That's what empathy is, is that mm. I get to, um, you don't become the other, you know, it's like, oh, those people and, and, and that. But when I know the story and I know your pain and I know your who you are, then that that connects me to you in a way that um, I can't just treat you like a stereotype. I can't treat you like I'm not connected to you because that story has now created this thread and and you are me. So it's, um, I, I think that that is the, the, the experiences that we need to have now is that that's what camp does. It creates these little pods where you get to live and, and uh, learn how to be in community uh, with your cabin mates. And the best times, usually that campers say, are in the middle of the night when you're telling stories, when you're supposed to be asleep. Absolutely. Or helping a friend, a new friend that, that you've met to meet a goal, to learn how to swim or to, um, you know, uh, in capturing the flag and, and, and you, you become comrades in some way. It's those experiences mm. that we, that we uh, garner together that we don't just understand each other, mm. but we kind of understand each other. We, you yeah. become a part of me. Yeah. And, and that's what, that's why to me, camp is the medicine. It's the medicine that we need is that we're so divided by our, um, our cell phones, like you said, selfies and all of these things that we're creating this, but we're not creating experiences with each other. Right. Uh, we're creating that's, these Kodak moments, but, um, but we're not creating experiences. Yeah. You know, uh, I was seeing uh, in 2015, the Pew Center did a study on teenagers and they found that just one out of four teenagers was having daily out of school contact time with a friend. 
So uh, like actually like developing that friendship person to person, eyeball to eyeball. So three, you know, the, the other three out of four teenagers are, are doing those things mostly online today. Um, and they're not necessarily having those friendships in person. So where, where are these young people learning to relate to each other, developing their uh, ability to understand diverse perspectives and cultures? I think that place is camp. And I think, I think that place is camp too. I told you camp has the medicine, man. <laughs> wow. Well, uh, I have to say, uh, Niamh, you're uh, a big part of my, uh, who I am today. You've had a great impact on me and I know on thousands of camp professionals and camp counselors. And we are just uh, so lucky to have you as a treasurer, uh, as an educator of cross-cultural agility. So I want to say thank you for all you do for ACA and for American camping and for children who, everywhere who have yet to experience their first summer at camp. It's going to be all the better, all the more impactful because of you. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for that. And, and I want to thank you and ACA because um, you've given me a platform. You've given me space to, um, to really do this work and um, have trusted me to um, to with with many of your staff and your and your um, your community so and and have allowed me to become a part of the community so I'm really really grateful for that because um, I think we're modeling um, not what we we're modeling what we want to see in the world and so it's it's that reciprocity that that makes it happen so I'm I'm just as grateful for the community and the relationships that I've garnered through this experience. It's a pleasure. And I have to say, you're not, uh, we're not allowing you, we're, you are leading us, Niamh. <laughs> you are absolutely leading us. And uh, we are, are so grateful for it. Uh, I look forward to seeing you next week. And I just want to say thanks again for talking with me here on Campwire. All right. Thank you, Tom. And I'll see you in a few days. See you soon, Niambi. All take right. Care. Take care. Bye-bye. A big thank you to Niambi and Tom for taking the time to discuss inclusion for this episode of Campwire. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes for future episodes. If you want to check out what ACA is doing these days, head over to acacamps.org or follow us on social media. We are at ACA Camps on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay tuned and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.